We should not. We should not. And so this is a, this is going to be a spiritual show tonight, whatever your spiritual journey is, but what we need is inside of us. But we're so distracted. We're so busy. I got out today. Matter of fact, Rodney, just after I talked to you, and I bet you um, four out of every five cars, that well, people in the cars that I see, they're on the phone. I mean, it's like going, going, going. We never stop. So, again, welcome um, to the show, and we're excited to be back. I want to let you guys know the chat line is open. You can ask your questions, submit your comments, everything right there. Um, If you're listening by way of Facebook or if you selected the link from the Facebook page, uh, you can post your questions and comments there on the page, and we will, you know, visit that page frequently during the show, get your questions or comments out as quickly as we possibly can, so be patient with us. The phone lines are open. Remember, you have to select the number one if you have a comment or a question. Please keep in mind that um, we have more callers, so be prompt. We're not going to rush you out, but be prompt in making your point or asking your question um, as we pull you through. And we will identify your call by providing the area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. So area code and last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Um, and we do hope we do hope you have some questions. I'd like to just throw something out to all of our listeners right from the start, and we'll start taking questions and calls a little bit later. But what is living inside out to you? What does that mean to you? And are you living inside out? So that that's a first question. If you if you're coming with pen and paper, write that down and answer that question for yourself. Um, what is living inside out? What does it mean to you? And are you living inside out? And go ahead and ask why or why not. You think you are? Um, remind yourself in what ways are you doing that. If you're not, why? And what are some ways that you can get on track with living inside out? So, um, Rodney, I wanted to start with just kind of the history of butterfly evolution. And so I'm going to... I'm going to start there, if you don't mind, and then you jump in after that. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. All right. And then when you jump in, will you just kind of remind them about the the trash can concept? I'm going to skip over that part, but when you come in with yours, will you just remind them about the Butterfly Evolution baby, our trash can? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. You guys, Butterfly Evolution, um, 2011. And I was at a point where I thought that I had, uh, okay, I have kind of fixed my life. I mean, I say that with with, with much pride and uh, and kind of arrogance as well because, boy, did I know, <laughs> did I not know, I should say. So I thought, you know what, I want to help people uh, get to this point where where I thought I had gotten right. And so uh, I was moved to, to ask a friend, um, to do this with me, and and I'll be honest, because I shared this with her as well. People were like, "What? what why? What are you thinking? Why are you asking her to do this show with you?" Because she was really going through a lot, and um, and we've talked about this uh, before. So, 
But again, that that's what was in my spirit to do, and so I, I acted upon it. And at that time, again, we thought we were going to be able to help people and um, and go forward, go forward with it. And so, of course, we did because you're listening tonight. Um, but of course, she's not on here anymore. Rodney's here. But we went through this journey. We, we set the, the name of the show up, and uh, I was reading one day and came across Galatians 2:20 and dying to live. Basically, is what that's about. And and that's how I felt life was. Life had become like I had died. There was so so many parts of me that were new to me. And, and remind you, this is in 2011. And so there was so much about me that was that was just new. Like there were things that I was starting to do and say or, or react that would shock even me. And that was in 2011. So, like, I, I just thought, hey, I've made it because I'm not acting the same. Although now there was much work needed still at that point. But I think I somehow missed that at that time. I thought, I must be here. Um, so that being said, the show began, and we talked about some things that I'm really, really proud to say that we discussed, some things that um, I can truly name two people for sure that are always saying, your show has changed my life. Your show has changed my life. They've made some significant changes in their life. So that being said, um, we were on the right track. We still are. However, there's still so much work to be done. And that's what this show is about tonight. You dying to yourself, to all the things that your childhood has put on you, even sometimes the people that you love. Let's just keep it real. We don't always get what we need from the people that we need it from simple. We don't. But what you are responsible for is getting everything that you need from you and in order to move forward in your purpose and to do it with passion. And I do know this. None of us fall short of that promise. None of us. No matter where you come from, no matter who your mom is, who your daddy is, no matter if you know who they are or not. I don't care if they're in the jail, if they're in the dirt. It does not matter. No one is responsible for you other than you. That is the first thing that you have to get out tonight, that you are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for where you are today, right now, this minute, mentally, emotionally, Physically, financially, you are. Because some, why? Because somewhere along the way, you allowed some things. Whether it was the things that you brought upon yourself or not, the one thing that you allowed is your response, your reaction, and your attitude towards the situation. Or the people. And so that's where I had to get to a place in my life. Because I wasn't at that place 2011. Fast forward, I'm at, I'm at that place where I know in order for me to live inside out, I have to take control every day of Tammy. Biblically, pick up Tammy's cross every day. Not your cross, not my mom's, not my dad's, not my son's. 
But I have to pick up my cross because my cross is unique. There are things that are on my cross that are not on yours. There's things that you could not have dealt with that are on my cross that are not on yours. And that goes reverse as well. And so it is so important to know, number one, you are responsible. Number two, you got to know what's on your cross. You got to know who you are. You have you have to have a starting point and be real with yourself. I'm a hot mess. That's what some of us need to say. We need to look in that mirror and say, you know what? I'm a hot mess in these areas. But hey, I've grown in these areas. We got to stop blaming husband, wife, mama, the job. White people, black people, the neighbors, we got to stop that myth. And so that's what butterfly evolution is about, dying daily. Because believe me, although I I realize that I have faithfully and realistically been on this journey since 1999, to where I just said, you know what, I can't, I really can't do this no more. Like, I really don't know what I'm doing. I really don't have control of my life. And you think about 1999, I was a full-blown, I was responsible for somebody, a young man. I was responsible for another life. And what's, what's even more odd is that most people thought I was fine. Guess why? Because I made them think that. I put it out there like that. But inside, I wasn't dying to live. I was dying to die more. So as I as we talk about this tonight, you got to know, I've named a few things, you got to know that this does not happen overnight. It will be many days you're going to have to look in that same mirror and say, I'm, I'm, I'm a greater hot mess today. But guess what? Once you own it, now you have a choice to make a decision about how am I going to handle this hot mess today? So dying to live, as we go through this, keep that in mind. You've got to be willing to put off the old to put off the things that have, that have been engraved on your heart that has left you feeling worthless, left you feeling fearful, left you feeling like you're, you're not valued by the people that you think you should be. Um, just all the things that life tells you you should be. And that you're not because you don't have this, do this, or you're not, you don't come from that perfect family, you don't live on this side of town. Um, all those things that society tells you, even sometimes without telling you, through the things we watch, the places we go. If you sit and think about life as it was, just just compare your life as a child to 
now the things that we are exposed to. We were talking, and right now I believe that was you, how at 12 o'clock the TV used to go off. There were certain things that were not allowed on TV because of value, integrity, and things like that. Not necessarily that the person was wrong or it makes the person bad, but the, the Bible tells us, or it said, there's a scripture, and I wish I could think it's in Ephesians, that says, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. So you think about the eyes of my understanding. Your eyes are seeing. And whatever they're seeing, you're, you're taking in spiritually. It's going somewhere inside of you. And you're going to have to deal with that in some way, shape, form, or fashion. We've got to know who we are. We've got to know what we stand for. We've got to figure out what side of the fence we're going to be on. You can't keep sitting on it and jumping off on the left side and the right side, depending on what's, on the, what's in the news, what's happening this day, who I'm around this day. Because you're running around, you can't live inside out because you never go in to know what's in and what to get out and keep out because you're all over the place trying to satisfy the world, becoming the world, living the world, and allowing the world to dictate who you are. Yet we keep talking about this powerful God that we serve that has hundreds of promises in his word, hundreds, yet we still walk around defeated mentally, socially, Economically, we are depleted. People are starting to look like pure zombies to me. Like their soul, there's nothing beyond those eyes. There's no understanding that their eyes can grasp. There's nothing that can be enlightened in their vision. There's no living inside out with people like that. I had someone ask me today, what do we do? How do we get people... Parents, we're talking about parents. How do we get them to do differently and and offer their children something different? We can't. That was my answer. We can't. Thank God I finally recognized that. We cannot. Not not them. A person has to want to live inside out. A person has to want their children to live inside out. But guess what? If you're a child listening, or if you're an older adult child listening, if your parent does not, if your parents do not assist you in learning how to embrace life and embrace yourself and love the skin that you're in and make you feel like, well, I won't say make you feel like, make you know that whatever it is that you want to accomplish and be, that you can be, that doesn't give you an out. If they're not doing that for you, that does not give you an out because that means you are giving control of your life over to simple human beings, yet serving a mighty God. And I just, I came to a point where I just refuse. I refuse. If I'm going to serve you, God, then every word, every good that you say to keep my mind on, I'm claiming Every good, pure, and true, I'm holding on to. 
Outside of that, you got to go. You got to go. It's got to go. It does not matter. And I don't have to validate it. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'll just send you straight to the word. My God says I can deal with it. It's hard enough keeping me straight. Now, if you're ready to make a move and change, we can roll all day. All night as well. And that goes for anybody. Y'all know I love me some Brandon Gator. That is my my son. But I tell you, I have had to cut him off a time or two here lately. And I would do it again. I would do it again. That's how real I am about taking control over pain. Simple. So that that's where we're going with this tonight. And again, I'm gonna I'm turning it over to Rodney, but I want to know if anybody's out there and wants to jump in and, and answer this question, what is living inside out to you? Are you doing it? Just as much of that question as you'd like to answer. I don't have to go into much detail, but I would like to know what is living inside out to you? What does that mean to you? So right now I'm gonna turn it over to you. I didn't mean to go this long, but um just go with <laughs> Hey, it happens, and you know what? When it happens, it happens, and you just gotta go with it. And especially when you know that the people who are listening need to hear it, including the mouth that is coming out of. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back to something that you said, Tammy, um, at the beginning of the show. And once again, if you're joining us tonight, we certainly do appreciate you. We're so glad to be back on. It was nice. Uh, taking some time off and just kind of um, absorbing um, what's going on in our society, uh, just observing um, the the actions of people, listening to the comments that people make, the conversations that people have. Um, so it was nice to do all of those things, to, to, to catch up and get some much-needed time for ourselves and, and, and also – uh, with our families, our friends, and uh, to every one of our listeners who doesn't know uh, the love of my life, Tamaria, um, Alan, um, we got engaged um, on her birthday while we were off the air, which was June 25th, and so uh, we will be getting married uh, next summer. Um, so it was nice to, to just have that time off. But I want to go to a scripture, Tammy. Um, because I feel like a lot of people try to, especially in today's time with all of the foolishness that's going on in our society, um, I feel like now the Bible is sort of being looked at as something that um, is enemy to people. The Bible is being discredited. But I think that whether you're religious or not, whether you believe in the Bible or not, regardless of your religious preference, if you take the time to, to, to read the Bible and at least try to understand it, it gives you common sense. And I remember someone used the acronym one time that Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And I feel like anyone can apply that to their life. You read Matthew, the fifth, the 15th chapter, 
And I'm going to start here, but I have some more stuff that I'm going to get to hopefully uh, throughout the night. But I'm going to start with Matthew, the 15th chapter. And for those of you who want to write it down, please feel free. Um, if you want to follow along, please feel free. And I'm going to, I'm going to kind of paraphrase and, and, and go through this as I'm, as I'm reading. So if you start at verse 1, and this goes exactly with everything that you just said, Tammy, and it goes with our title, Living Inside Out. And it says, then came, Jesus, then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem. So here come the scribes and the Pharisees, the hypocrites. We know who they were. And, and, and they pretty much asked him in verse 2, why is it that your disciples have kind of gone against tradition? Tradition says you should wash your hands when you eat. That's what tradition says. In our um, society today, you know, it's kind of frowned upon. If You know, you're about to eat food, you know, you should wash your hands. So Jesus' response was, since these hypocrites are trying to check his disciples, his response was, why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? So you're trying to, you're sitting here trying to call out these disciples, but you ain't doing right either. And furthermore, theirs is a physical problem. Theirs is, you know, just a matter of washing hands. And we all know nothing physical about you is going to get you into heaven. But Jesus came back and said, God's command says, honor your father and your mother. He said, and those that curse of your father and mother, let him die. But this is something that these hypocrites weren't following. Because he said, you all honor not your father or your mother. And then he kept going. And by the time you get to verse 11, which is the, the, the main part here that I wanted to pull out, he said, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. And the word defile means unpure, unclean, dirty. He said, that doesn't defile the man. That doesn't make a man unholy. He said, it's what comes out of your mouth. Is what defiles you. So, what what is inside of you? To answer your question, Tammy, are you living inside out? What is inside of you? Is the question. And he goes on to say, if you if you drop down a little bit further, he says in verse seventeen, don't you all understand that whatever goes in your mouth goes to your belly, and then is cast to the drought. He said, but the things that come out of your mouth come from your heart. It's not what goes in. What goes in, you know, those things don't make you or break you, but it's what comes out because whatever comes out of you comes out of your heart, such as your evil thoughts, people murdering, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemy. He names all of these things. So we're sitting and focusing on physical things because that's what hypocrites do. But nobody's concentrating on those things that are within their heart. And that's why when people pray to God, it's mostly about 
materialistic thing. You go to church, what's on the agenda? Your financial blessing. Your brand new car. Your brand new house. Your brand new job. Give this offering so that you can be financially blessed. But nobody's working on the matters of your heart. Mm-hmm. Nobody's working on those things. That's why we can have people asking for $65 million for a private plane. Because our priorities are messed up. We're so busy worried about these worldly things, these earthly things, that we're missing all of the spiritual things. And this older gentleman told me a long time ago, if you ever want to change your life, it's very simple. You just have to change the way you think. Mm -hmm. He said, because a ghetto man only has ghetto plans. So you got to change the way you think. People think, oh, well, if I get up and move to a different city, my life is going to be better. No, you won't have the same life you had in your last city. People think. Hey, hey, oh. Rodney, uh-huh. would, you, would you stop right there on thinking for a minute? Because I think that's a, that's a great point. Because most people, Rodney, if they would really be honest with themselves, they are they become they're so influenced and controlled by circumstances outside of their own mind, meaning they've not taken control, quite figured out how to take control. And that goes back to gotta know who you are and know what you stand for and stop being everywhere and everything for everybody. Because you'll find yourself in a state of confusion and not you you've lost ability and in, in the the thought process of thinking for yourself. And it comes a certain time when you just should all, you should know. We should, I, I take me in 47, I should, there's some things that I still am dealing with and, and having to make myself. The difference now is I'm able to, to call those things out. I call, I, I call them because I know where I'm going. I know what it's going to take for me to get to such a place where my mind, body, spirit, and soul is one. And we're missing that oneness that that the word talks about, eliminating the middle man, creating one. But we're trying to be one here, one there, one in the world, one at church, one for the husband, one, I'm saying one for the boyfriend, one for the girlfriend. We're trying to be so many ones to everything and everybody. And in, in doing that, We've lost the ability to think, so be it, that we are controlled and influenced by by everything that's going on outside, all the while trying to exist as this person that was created for such a thing, who has a mm-hmm. cross, his own cross to carry. We don't even know what's on that cross. So half of us probably know where that cross is. We're so embedded in the world. And, and we had a call. I think they got cut off or something. So, call if you did have something to say, please press the number one. I'm sorry, Tammy. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just saying, so I wanted, as you talk about, talk about thinking and the thoughts, people don't realize 
you, the Bible word tells us to take every thought captive, every thought. And as crazy as that sounds, you guys, I feel like I'm definitely rocking around here crazy sometimes because I'm processing and eliminating. I'm processing and eliminating. If I act upon this thought, what are the possibilities? What are they? And if there's anyone that I'm not so sure about, it's my route. Or any person, I can't do you. Unless I feel assigned, divinely assigned to your case, I'm not doing I'm not going. And you got to get to a point where you, you're unapologetically you. I'm increasingly mm-hmm. unapologetically you. That doesn't mean that you don't have some things that you need to change and work on. That does not mean that at all. But until you accept who you are, how you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then being honest and saying, hey, this is just who I am. Like me if you like me. Love me if you can but this is who I am. Again, that does not mean you don't have some things to change because we all do. But are you willing to admit those things and then take action? Are you willing? And that's where most of us fall down. We don't want to think. We don't want to think it through. We want the microwave dinner rather than cooking. And I'm just using that as an analogy for your life. You want things quick. You don't want to go through that process of change. I shared on this show with, with Brandon being fifth, fifth grade, sixth grade, I guess it was, some, somewhere around there, and complaining about he was hurting. His knees were really, really hurting so much so I thought, well, let me, I better take him. The doctor says, there's nothing we can do. It's just growing pains. Well, guess who stopped complaining when they figured out they were going to be a little bit taller? Now he wanted the pains to come. He wanted to hurt. So he, he'd grow taller. But but what if what if we don't realize that in order to change this 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 everything changes people and if we're gonna grow you don't plant something and think oh it's just gonna sit there you don't want it to stay the same size so if we're consistently planting seeds of change in our life growing then things are gonna start to feel uncomfortable. Because we're moving, we're growing, we're reshaping our lives, our mind, our heart. And, yes, that's going to be uncomfortable at times because you're used to you. And as, a, as crazy as it sounds, people are, you, people will tell you, well, I know, I just know how this feels. I know how to thrive and jive in this situation, in these circumstances. So I'm going to settle. Really? <laughs> so you have Paula. I see that. Let's let's take our Paula. I don't want to lose this person. So we're remember you guys. Um, we've had a couple of people coming in since we did the announcement. Pulling in nine zero one area code with the last four digits of four three five one. Caller, thank you, and you're on the air with us. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Fine. How are Good. you doing? I'm okay. I just wanted to say, uh, living inside out, our men butterfly evolution for bringing that uh, subject to the table. And as simple as it may sound, that's something that has a major impact 
a major, major impact. And my advice to anyone, before I think a person to live, before they can live inside out, I advise them to have Jesus on the inside first and foremost. Because when Jesus is on the inside of you, he will come on the outside of you. You know, a lot of us, we make decisions or we have I mean, we have bad uh, marriages, bad family relationships, bad friendships. We can even have bad finances simply because of a lot of the things that are in, on the inside. And those things can be shaped by people. They can be shaped by uh, simple things as far as, like, financial status. They can be shaped by uh, <clears throat> relationship. They can be just – they can be shaped by – Anything as a simple commercial or music, you may get a person that may be obese, and they see all type of commercials that attains to weight loss. And and this day and time, we put so much emphasis on being thin to where, like the uh, he had mentioned earlier, we so much worry more about the physical us instead of the spiritual us. And all these things can affect the mind, it can affect the way of thinking. And sometimes when we're not in on that level, our mind is not on that level with Jesus like it's supposed to do, it helps us to have a lot of garbage, a lot of uh, unnecessary thoughts, a lot of uh, uh, rejection, a lot of regrets. And in that purpose, that's when living, what's living inside out may not be the best answer. I think when a person is 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 the mind and the soul and the heart is not uh, on, focused on God like it should be, I think it's best for you to keep that on the inside. Before you can live inside out, get your life right with God. A lot of people say uh, the root of all evil is money, but I say the root of all goodness is God. And before you can, before you can glow, before you can blossom. You you got the uh, you got the you got the shine you got the you got to get that heart right you got to get that soul right right and you got to get that man the mind right so before you can live inside out make Jesus make sure that you have the love of God and that and make sure that you have Jesus on the inside and then again and, and, and once God is implanted in the soul that your goodness is unlimited and I, I, I think that's the that's the best advice advice I can get to anyone before living inside out. Make Jesus before you live on the outside. Make sure that Jesus is on the inside. So, Kyle, you are living inside out. Would you say? You know what? I'm learning. I'm learning. I do have Jesus on the heart. I have been through a lot, and I'm not trying to get on here and, and throw a, a pity party. But I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. But um, growing up in the church, and I, once again, I give. Uh, this to my mom growing up with a mother when I think at, at at walking age she put a pacifier in one hand and she put a butterfly in the other hand so I can catch my frame of thinking sometimes reactions that I do maybe my conversations toward people maybe how I look at things in life sometimes are not always on that godly level like it should be so I can catch myself and say hey in order for you to um to 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 glow and to be in an example and to just, you know, just to uh, have a prosperous
through his life, whether it be with a friend or a family or with a job, you got to think on a godly level. You got to, with one thing about God, one thing, dealing with God, God will teach you and help you to prioritize. You know, sometimes we, we put the wrong things uh, before the right things. You know, we, um, like for instance, he was talking about material possessions. You know, sometimes we worry about are we driving the right car, are we, are we living in the, the type of house we should be living in, are we wearing the right clothes. But once we know we got God on the inside, that really don't matter. That all that's secondary. It's nothing wrong with driving a nice car. There's nothing wrong with dressing nice. There's nothing wrong with living in a, in a big house. And there's nothing wrong with with wealth. But you will understand it, it does nothing wrong with it as long as it is in its place. You know, and I think you know if you if you keep God if you keep God on your mind and your heart, He will show you what's you know. A, B, C, D, one, two, three. Everything should be in a certain order. But God is number is is A, Alpha, and He's always number one. And everything else will follow. You know. So before we but before we can build inside out, it's very important that we have God on the inside in order for that to be successful. Anybody can build inside out, whether it be bad or good. But if you want a good outside, you got to have a a better inside. I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump back in here. Uh, this is Rodney, uh, be, be, because of what our caller uh, uh, has said. And thank you so much, caller, uh, for for tuning in and for calling in and and being bold enough, you know, to press the number one and, and share your thoughts with us. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go to something real quick, and uh, and that is. <laughs> Romans, the 12th chapter, the second verse, and it pretty much just says, be not conformed to the ways of this world, but be ye tra- transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what has happened with our with our caller talking about um, having Jesus on the inside or having God on the inside, here's what has happened in our society. Our society has gotten so far away from God being on the inside or living by those biblical or spiritual principles that they once had, and I'm speaking overall and in general, just to conform to the ways of this world, just to keep other people from being mad at them, just to make sure that, hey, I'm 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 on the politically correct side. Because Think about what has happened uh, here recently in the news. So since we've been off the air, we've had a man who claims he's not a woman. We've had nine people be murdered in the church at a Bible study. We now have Bill Cosby's situation where supposedly in 2005 he came out and said that he did drug these women. Now, granted, it's 2015, so you're going to tell me that no one knew that he said this in 2005 until 2015? And then we've also had uh, same-sex marriage law passed in all 50 states. Now, our society, regardless of what side 
of the fence they were on before these things started happening. And, and they didn't just start with these people and these laws and these situations. This has been going on for a while. But now we live in a society where if you believe in one man, one woman, society tells you you're doomed to hell. Society tells you that there is hatred in your heart. Society tells you that you are an evil human being. If you speak up and say, I believe that if you're born a, a male, you're a male. If you're born a female, you're a female. If you speak up and say that that is your belief, now you become the problem in society. And so what people have done is say, well, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think everybody should have equal rights. But they're getting away from things that they've believed all of their life without anything to back it up. If you change your mind, you have the right to change your mind. But their only reason for changing their mind is so that they don't offend people or so that they're not looked at as being these people who uh, have hatred in the heart. So we're getting away from, as a society, we're getting away from these things that supposedly we're supposed to be all about. I remember when our president, before the last election, right before the election came out and said that he endorsed, and it's like, wait a minute, that's not what you said before then. And now if you're a politician, you can't say you're against homosexuality because if you do, you just lost a lot of votes. You can't say that you're against homosexuality and be in the church because now you just lost a lot of members. And so our society is having a hard time having God in their hearts. They think that God is in their hearts, but God said, but but it's in the Bible. You either got to be hot or cold, and people are trying to be both. They're trying to be one person when they're talking to someone who believes in one man, one woman, and then they're trying to be somebody else when they're talking to somebody who believes in transgender and homosexuality and all of these other things. And what they're what they're not understanding is that they're empty on the inside because you have to go one way or the other. You can't say, well, I'm just going to sit right here on the fence and depending on who's talking to me, it's, dependent on, it's going to determine how I answer. That's not going to work. So, you know, Rodney, I was, um, I'm going to jump back in here. I was actually, when our caller started talking, I was reminded of Romans as well. So I'm, I'm so thankful that we're on the same page here. Um, but I want to I want to direct it another way because the caller mentioned about um, you know having Jesus in, and it rem- it reminded me of of because I look at Romans as being the chapter that talks about having a change of heart, uh, but that change of heart comes through or from the Holy Spirit, and I don't want to stop there for a minute because. For our Bible readers, our church boys, our God-fearing people, Jesus said, my Father, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, that's in John. But, but get that. And, and, and as, I, as I read this, I want you guys to, to really 
ask yourself and answer this question for yourself as well. It's okay. I promise you it's okay to do that. How often do you hear preaching about the Holy Spirit today in church? How often does does your pastor or do you think about allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell in you so that the Holy Spirit can teach you and remind you of those things that Jesus came. Because we're supposed to be able to, our goal here is to be able to live the life of Jesus. The word says that we should be able to do more, even greater things. And we're doing no things. Okay? That's what that's how I feel. Like, I look at this world and I see a powerless, fearful set of people who are, who have conformed to this world, who are addicted to every piece of this world. If this world says this is what you need to do to be this, if this is what brings you value, so we're searching a world and feeding a world and getting our guidance and our instructions from the world, whereas we're supposed to be able to be changed. Our very hearts are supposed to be changed by the Holy Spirit. And and, and trust me, this I know this to be true. That's what I meant when I said you start to do things, say things. Doesn't mean you are perfect, but it means you are changing. You are growing. You are picking up that cross, and you are coming back at night with that cross with a little less on it. Because you, you and the Holy Spirit, if you are if you are battling each other and and it's purposefully, guess who's gonna win? The Holy Spirit is gonna win because it says seek, seek, and you shall find. But you got to be willing to let go of yourself, dying to live. You got to be able to die to self and allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and produce that change and to remind you, to remind you of the things that this word teaches us. That all that about the Bible not being true. What I say for people, and, and I don't get mixed up in religion. I say ha- have some form other than your that you're going to hold yourself accountable to, and do it. Because what I find most people who say that they're they're this religion or that religion, if you ask them some questions, they don't. They're, they're that because their mama was, or their daddy was, or that's someone has someone has told them to be this. But if you ask them some questions, if you get into the meat of the word, how can you be something and you've never read the Bible? How can you know that you are this or believe this and you're not dwelling? Don't even know about the Holy Spirit. And so, again, we allow the world to tell us when to turn it on and when to turn it off and what to turn on and when to turn it off. So we're like puppets. We're thoughtless people. We have become thoughtless. We have no opinions. We are on and off with the world and when the world is on and off. And you cannot serve to God. The world cannot be your God and, and your mind is, is kingdom bound. It cannot be, people. And you cannot live, as our caller said, you can live inside out, good or bad. So if there's not, if, if you're not fulfilled, if you're not at peace, and I'm not saying that every day is, is, is a gracious day. But the word says that he is your peace. He is your peace. And all that you are was created before, before you, all that you are supposed to be. Some of us are chasing money and fame, 
and God has told it his passion and his his purpose for us is a, is down the other way. But because somebody in this world or something that you've seen or you feel you have got to have that that $500,000 house, you got to have this immaculate car, you got to have all that to feel like you are a hill of beans. And, and and that's what it means. What 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 does it mean to gain all of that and to lose your soul? And and people, you are you can lose your soul right here on earth. You can get so embedded into this darkness that you don't even know how to seek God yourself. Because guess what? If you don't love what God created, which is you, how are you gonna love Him? If you mm. can't find love in yourself. God created you. Know how many hairs are on your head. Know if you're going to survive this call. Know if you're going to make it tomorrow. Know everything about your life, your life. You don't love it. So, again, we don't hear the Holy Spirit. We don't, talk, we don't hear people talk. I don't. I hear money, things, um there's no condemnation. There's all this. But you don't need to hear all that if you tell me to allow, to seek me first the kingdom of God and allow the Holy Spirit to dwell in me and remind me of everything that Jesus came to teach. Because if you're seeking him and he's reminding you, you have a choice which way you're going to go, what you're going to do, who you're going to serve. You have a choice. We just got to grow up. We just got to grow up in this word, grow up in this life. And it's like Rodney said, wrong is wrong, right is right. We can't be on the fence about this mess. That doesn't mean I'm not going to love the person. But I can sure tell you a man ain't supposed to lay with a man. I can sure tell you that. But guess what? If I'm going to tell you, if we're going to be messed up about men marrying men, guess what? We also need to be messed up about all these people getting married and divorcing a year later, leaving kids everywhere. We need to get mad about sex on top of sex with people not married and, had, and leaving babies everywhere. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Even if you're doing it, it's wrong. If I'm doing it, it's wrong. But you first got to, you got to man up and say, hey, I'm doing it, it's wrong. Hey, you're doing it, guess what? My brother, my sister, this ain't what the word says. That don't mean you don't love the person. But you certainly, we certainly need to call out the sin. Both ways. Both ways. We are we just too complacent. We are too watered down. We want to, we want to believe all this stuff. Guess what? Because we want to keep doing what we want to do. We want to I'm keep doing go, what uh, we want to do. I'm going to go back to our caller just to see if they had uh, any final thoughts, Tammy. Uh, caller, uh, did you have anything else for us? Uh, no. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, don't go anywhere. We hope you'll stay with us. Um, one of the things, too, th- uh, Tammy, is that um, we hear a lot about what the what the media projects and how blacks especially get this sort of bad reputation, this bad image in the media. Um. But the media gives us exactly what we want. If we wanted good stories, 
the media would give us good stories. If we wanted to hear about heroes, if we wanted to hear about kids graduating from high school, if we wanted to hear about kids beating their eyes, coming from poor neighborhoods, getting scholarships to Ivy League schools, if we wanted those things, the media would go and dig up those stories. However, based on our um, social media accounts, based on what it is that we put our time and attention to, there's no need for the media to go dig up these good stories. And especially when they don't have to work hard at all to find junk. We talk about these things that are going on in our society now, like homosexuality, which which is a big one today, but that's what everybody's talking about. Everybody's talking about this man becoming a woman. So what is the media going to give you other than more stories about homosexuality? Because they see how we act with this. I posted about a month ago, shares positive stories about what our children are doing, how they're overcoming huge obstacles. Share your story and then tag three other people. We may have gotten ten stories. Maybe 10. Because nobody wants to feed their minds that. No one no one wants to talk about positive things. No one wants to talk about spiritual things. But if you start talking about junk, all of a sudden, it goes viral. There's a website. Uh, it's on Facebook. It's called The Hood Trap. <laughs> the it's Hood Trap. The, the Hood Rat? The hood, it's, called, it's called The Hood Trap. Oh. It's on my, I, I put it on my activist page to, to just sort of make a point uh, a couple of weeks ago. The Hood Trap has 200,000 followers. That's almost a quarter million followers that the hood trap has. But you can't get 10 people to talk about positive things that kids are doing. And what do you see on the hood trap? Girls half naked, showing all their body parts, twerking, ain't helping society at all. You see black people fighting each other. All types of ignorance. But we wonder why that's what we keep seeing in the news. And I get it. It isn't fair. It isn't fair. The language is completely different when when we talk about blacks versus other races, especially blacks versus whites. The names that are given to blacks in the media, completely different. But as long as we keep giving them a reason, we don't have an argument. Don't have one. Whether it's fair or not fair. When I used to go home 
And my mom would be waiting on me because the teacher had already called before I could get through the door about what I did in school. I learned very quickly, do not come out of my mouth talking about what other people did. Because she didn't want to hear it. Because her first thought was, they are not my child. I don't care what they did. You are. You know the rules. You know what you're be, you, you, what you should be doing. And the fact that somebody else did it too doesn't give you a free pass. It's wrong. So I get it because I hear that argument all the time. Well, it's not fair. Black people are treated different. Uh, yeah, duh. We, we know that. But until we get out of that nonsense, we don't have an argument because the bottom line is we're still doing it. Okay, well, I mean, why? I guess we could we could kind of sum all of that up, like with what you said, by with this question: Why do you feel people are are? Um, what does that say about their thought process? As it relates to what the people want to see, what they're attracted to, I shared with you about uh, what happened last night. Um, you know, you're offering a free. I was offering a free. Um, gosh, <laughs> ticket for an event that we're having, and it's valued at $150 for married couples. And you're standing before people, 400 at least, and. Mm-hmm. You know, married couples to stand up for this, and you know they're hesitant. They don't to start. They're having to be coached really to to do so, and it just reminded me of the mindset. Like we're trapped in this this negative uh, world, and it's it's almost as if there's no getting out. And it goes back to that question someone was asking me today, what do we do? How do we get people to 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 change and to think differently? And and my answer at this point in life is we 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 cannot do it for them. When some someone either one, they have to make that choice, make the decision that they number one, that there's change um needed. But that's that's the whole point. Most people are walking around it's like the, the, the post that Trent put up about what do you do when, when you go off, when the lights go off at night and your, your true self comes on. Well, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that people do the same thing that they do at night that they do during the day. They just they just ignore it. They don't admit to what's really <laughs> going on. I mean, really, that's, how, that's, that's my answer, that they just do what they do. They're people of the lie. They just refuse to own up to what's really going on. And you have to. There's no way around. You have to deal with you. You have to say, you know what? I'm caught up in this trap. I'm caught up in this world. It says, renew your mind to renew your mind. And don't be conformed to the pattern. But, again, we've become addicted. You rarely can tell people who are there's no there's no difference in people. It's, it's rare you rarely look at people and and see something different in them. Rarely, mm. and that should not be the case. But like as you said, the media sees us one thing after another. But but they keep doing it because 
Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers on our pages, that our, our pages that we have out there. Getting someone, it's almost like if I like this, then I'm admitting that, that I need some help here. But put something on about um, a man and a woman in a relationship, but I'm going to tell you, we have enough of that, and we have still divorce rates going up. We still have one affair after another. And, and why? Because internally, you're not fixed, and no one else can fix you. No one can consistently and thoroughly make you happy if that happiness and that peace is not, not already in you. So you can, you can search for Mr. White, you can search for Mrs. White, but if you ain't Mr. White and Mrs. White solo, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not being funny, but like, I'm, I'm really, I'm serious. If you're not, if you're not a whole person who's happy and say whether he comes or she comes or not, guess what? I'm going to be okay. I'm okay. I can go eat alone. Do I want to? Absolutely not. Company is always good. But I will go alone before I go with a fool or someone who's going left and I'm going right just for the sake of time and, and, and company. So, in other words, they they trying to get right the wrong way. <laughs> exactly. 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 Gonna, and, and, go ahead. ahead. No, you go on. I was just gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question uh, about why it is that, that 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 people are living the way that they are, why why we do the things that we do, and the answer comes from Luke the sixth chapter, the forty third verse, and it says, "For a good tree." Bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And evil an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. And here's the bottom line. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So if you ever, I know we say we can't judge somebody's heart and we shouldn't judge at all. But if you ever want to know what's in somebody's heart, all you got to do is listen to them because the Bible says, out of the abundance. So abundance means a lot. So if, if there's an abundance in your heart, it's going to eventually come out of your mouth. So whatever people talk about the most is what's in their heart because it can't. it's not coming out of your mouth if it's not in your heart. I remember when I used to coach football, one of the coaches um, that was on the staff with me, he said, um, one time somebody said, man, I don't care about that. And he looked at them and he said, what's the fishing report today? And they said, I don't know. And he said, exactly. You don't know the fishing report because you don't fish. So therefore you care enough. You don't even look to see what the fishing report is. 
So if you're talking about something, obviously there's some care somewhere because it's not coming out of you if it's not already in you. And if you go to Proverbs, the 23rd chapter, the 7th verse, it says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And we're not talking about your heart. I know we always beat our chest, but we're not talking about your heart that pumps blood. The heart that we're talking about is your mind. Exactly. In your heart, it's coming out of you. If you're a fornicator at heart, it's coming out of you. If you're a gossiper at heart, it's coming out of you. And going back to what I said a short while ago, it's those things that come out of you that make you unholy. It's the things that come out of you that make you unclean person. And until we start focusing on the internal being, the external being will never be right. Because the only thing, the, the, the only reason why you even have the physical body that you live in is so that you can function on earth. That's the only reason why you have it. There's no life in your skin. There's no life there. Your life is the breath that's in your body. Your soul and your spirit are what matter. So what in your heart? We know that you're living inside out. We know that you are. But what does that look like in your life? What is it that's in your heart on the outside? We know that you think you're pretty. We know that you think you're handsome. We all look in the mirror. When I when I get my hair cut, I'm all up in the mirror, you know, when I think I'm, I'm smooth, you know. But I want to ask everybody this question. If you were looking at your character in the mirror and not this reflection of your face, would you still be standing in front of the mirror hours, walk away, come back, if you were looking at your character, if you were looking at your personality. Because, see, you can fool anybody except God. Some people have even got to the point, Tammy, that they're fooling themselves. They lie so much that they believe in the lies now. Hey, Rodney, you mentioned character. I, I I promise you it's almost as if we have rehearsed for this because I want to read something that I have out here on character. And I've shared it before, but, but since you touched on it, I've got, got to get it out. Um, character, the qualities developed into a person's life that determines a person's thoughts, feelings, and actions, regardless of circumstances or situations. Positive character is an internal regulator compelling one to do the right thing regardless of the potential consequences or rewards. It is a distinctive trait, quality, or attribute. It is an, an individual's pattern of communication and conduct. 
moral constitution, reputation, and a descriptive set of traits or qualities of a person. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. So you think about thoughts, feelings, and actions, regardless of circumstances or situations. Goes back to what side of the fence are you on and, and what side are you going to remain on? You can't dip and dab and live inside out because you're in a state of confusion. And and, and going back to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is not a state of confusion. Dwelling in you is not confusion. I was reading reading in Matthew um, this week. That's, that has been my book again for, for this week. And just the spiritual perfection of, and when I say that, meaning how many times the voice was heard and people acted upon it and, and the perfection that went about because of that. They didn't get up calling and, and saying, can you pray for me? I heard this and I'm, am I, should I do this? Should I do this? This is what I think I should do. It got up and moved on. And that's just in the first, the first chapters of, of Matthew. Starting with, with, with Joseph hearing to marry Mary, to take her here. Just the spiritual perfection behind that. Just because their life is, is balanced. Balanced enough to hear, to know, and then to do. But yet, we have so many distractions that keep coming to us, you guys, from everywhere. 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 And I'm telling you, people, if you allow them to, and situations will run you crazy. On top of you not knowing who you are yourself and living inside out, it will run you crazy. You will not have that harmony. You wouldn't have that, that inner balance that it takes to live inside out. You're basing your happiness on things and and what you have and don't have, or what you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to be, what you think you want to be or ought to be in order to fit in and and look this way. But still, having no peace at all, laying down miserable every night, day in and day out. You know, that's mm. not living inside out. Not not the way that, that we're talking about tonight. And I think our call about is a good point that living inside out, um, you know, good or bad, I guess what what are you I guess in a sense we're all living inside out, but it's what's coming out, I think is how he put that. And I, I love the way that he did that. Yeah, like what what are you what's come what's what energy is coming out of you? And if you stop and do inventory you will know, but you got to admit and be honest with yourself about that inventory. Mm-hmm. And some of you just needs to be picked up and, and, and dragged away. I, I, you guys have heard me. I don't know, Rodney, if you were on, probably not, because this is probably an early stage. I said I got to a point in my life that I felt like a dumpster. I felt like waste management could come and just take loads and loads and loads of my insides out and just go take it and come back and get the other. Like there was nothing else nobody could put inside of me, not even me. There was nothing else. I was just full of garbage. And so Mm. 
leading you guys is just about being honest with yourself. Stop lying to yourself about who you are and where you are. Because that's when you will start to make changes every day. The time that takes takes work every day. Every day. So, Rodney, that I don't know. I mean, I I don't know how. Other than we we've hit on a lot tonight. Um, the lines are open. I'm going to check the chat line. Okay, we're good there. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Uh, what 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 I'm gonna do is, is start working towards solutions because we 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 have hit on a lot. And what I don't want people to take away from this is just what we are doing wrong or what we need to focus on, but begin to to help me, you, and all of our listeners sort of figure this thing out and offer solutions that will help people live better lives. Okay. And, and so... Um, In doing in doing so, again, I'm going to go back to, to to the scriptures again. Here's how you can test whatever is going on in your life. If you look at First Corinthians, the third chapter, and you kind of go down um, till about, mm, I would say, verse eleven. Uh, really verse 12, it talks about two types of building. And it says in verse 12, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, because everything that we do is eventually going to be tested, right? We're, we're always being tested. And if you built your if you built on top of things that can be burned, when you're tested by fire, when you have those hard trials and tribulations in life, when you have those tough tests that come your way, if you've built anything, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be your job. It could be with your children. It could be anything. Your foundation, your house, is going, whatever you built on, is going to be tested. And if you built it on things that can be burned, the Scripture says you're the only one that's going to be saved in the whole bunch because everything else is eventually going to burn out. Think about, I saw this today, and it just blew my mind, and I had to go and check the sources. 50 Cent, I don't know if you saw this, Tammy, filed for bankruptcy today. It was all over the news. 50 no Cent. Way. Really? 50 Cent, the rapper, filed for bankruptcy. But how many other celebrities, have millions and billions of dollars 
at some point in their lifetime and die broke. Why? It goes back to the scripture. That's why we said we don't we don't get it, you know, we don't care what your religion is, but the Bible at least gives you some common sense. And that's what the scripture is talking about. What are you building on? Because see, your let's talk about your relationship. Your spouse isn't gonna always be that twenty five year old model looking Coca-Cola shape female. Exactly. Eventually, is going to get older. She's going to have some wrinkles. Gravity is going to impact her body a little bit. Are you still going to be attracted to her? Are, are you still going to be that same faithful man, or are you going to look for somebody else who looked like she did 20 years ago? The answer is it, it depends on what you built that relationship on because you're going to go through tough times. But what is it that you ha- have to stand on? Do you have love to stand on? Or is it what I bought you in 1995? Think about your job. Did you elevate at your job because you did it the right way? You were fair? You worked hard, or did somebody hand it to you? Think about church. Are you growing spiritually? Or are you that person who gets in the prayer line every single Sunday with the same problems every week? Because all you're getting is a couple of screams, hallelujahs, and shed some tears. But you ain't fixing what's in your heart. Which which person are you? How are you building? How are you building? The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added to you. What does your foundation look like? And I can tell you, if if every time you think you're getting ahead, you find yourself further back than where you started, your foundation is screwed up. Your foundation is based on all the wrong things. A house. Doesn't matter the foundation. That house can stand for a little while. But eventually, there's a test coming. There's a hurricane coming. Can your house withstand that? I think back to my, my school, Tammy. Five years ago, in 2010, we had 22 inches of snow come through here. And then a few days later, here comes 24 inches of snow. Guess what happened, Tammy? The roof caved in. Why? Because it wasn't up there right to begin with. So it could not withstand that tough time. And that's what people are seeing in their lives. So if you want better results, you got to have a better beginning. You can't have a good ending and you starting out wrong. Not so much about physical things, 
but it's about what's on the inside. How are you going to have a healthy relationship when it starts out with a bunch of lies and secrets? How do you expect to have a good relationship? How do you expect to have a peaceful life when all you watch is drama? You surround yourself with negativity and understand why no good things are happening in your life. I went to a business meeting one time, and they said, if you hang around non-broke people, you're going to be number 10. Because hanging around broke people makes you broke-er. So who's in your circle? What's leading you? Rodney, what what would you say about, um, like, what you just said about hanging around non-broke people, you're going to be number 10? (laughs) I think, I feel like most people, uh, especially for us who, um, who say we believe and, and we're serving God, that we try so very hard to be saviors for everybody, that, that we're we're captain of the day. We're coming in to save the day and, and make the way right for you. What are your thoughts on, because I feel like for the most part, a lot of times we do this for our own selfish reasons and to help 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 ourselves feel better rather than um, – if I'm making sense, like we go in because I I think people feel like, well, if I can go help this person, it kind of makes them feel better about their own personal situations, whatever those may be, or take their mind off of that. I think the fact that people try to be captain of the day, savior of the day, but you've not quite figured out that your life is a mess and that you, you need to save it and play Savior in, in that role, in that capacity. Not saying that we don't ever supposed to step out and help people, but, but if, if I can't swim and you're drowning, there's no need in both of us drowning. Does that, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. I need to get some help to help me get you out. But it would be foolish for me to come out there to save you, and I cannot can, can swim myself. I think that we have to... <laughs> We have to keep a couple things in mind, and it's funny that you asked that, Tammy, because um, I was just thinking about this the other day, and I believe Tamari and I kind of touched on it a little bit in the conversation that we had. But here's what what somebody said to me a long time ago. A good friend said this to me a long time ago, and I believe it to be true. What has happened to other people because I know we want to feel sorry for people. We want to help everybody, and I get that. But he said what has happened to other people, it probably is not even their fault. He said, but you got to understand, it's not your fault either. And so I think what would help everyone is this. Before you can help anybody, you have to be able to help yourself. Because usually, if you focus on yourself, 
If you focus on yourself, other people will see your life and immediately become motivated. Other people will see your life and become inspired. You think about the celebrities out here, right? Steve Harvey hasn't done anything to help probably, I would say, maybe 75% of the people who follow him. However, most of them have an ambition that they've never had. Why? Because he has it. Why? Because they're looking at his life and they want what he wants. Now, you shouldn't covet. That's wrong. But these celebrities have lives that inspire people. We 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 look at look at our look at our young look at our young people, Tammy. They imitate who and what they see on TV. So that just goes to show you you don't always have to reach out and say, Hey, let me help you. Because think about the negative impacts that things have. Think about the broke people that you know what? I'm going to get these Jordans. Why? Because that's what's popular in our society. So they're looking at what's happening and they're saying, man, let me do that. Okay, spin that. If you do what you're supposed to do the right way, people are going to look at you and say, man, that person is blessed. And if you look at Matthew, the fifth chapter, the 16th verse, the answer is right there. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. A lot of times we can't move forward because we're trying to take everybody with us. Mm -hmm. And that's not always God's plan for you. It's not about you always taking people with you. Even Jesus said, I have to leave you because I have to go and prepare a place for you. So how are you going to help me out and you standing right here next to me? How are you going to have a better life for your children when you haven't gone and created this better life? You want your children to have more than what you had growing up or better than what you had, but you're still stuck in the way that it was when you were growing up. So instead of trying to reach and grab and put people on your back and on your shoulders and hold two people in your hands and let people drag onto your legs, let them all go. But let them see you working hard. Let them see you chasing your dream. There are some things that, that I've been working on for three years now, especially with my book. I would love to get a book there one day. So I'm working hard all the time. I didn't even know that was inspiration to my sister until a few months ago, and I just happened to be talking to her husband, and he said, man, your sister is working as hard as she's working. 
because she sees what you're doing. She not sees the, the any, any sort of glory. I mean, she sees that good things are happening. But he said what my sister was noticing was the hard work that I was putting in to every little thing that was happening. It was like, oh, okay. So my sister, in turn, I didn't know this, but my sister had been watching that for, for a while now. And it's like, man, my brother is going after it. I have to go after it. And I can tell you, I probably talked to my sister like two or three times a year. I don't talk to my sister that much. But he's noticing and so you, we have to be that way in our lifetime. I know we want to help everybody. I know we were taught in Sunday school it's the right thing to do, take everybody. But sometimes you've got to let go of everybody so you can go and be that example so that everyone else will live up to it. Right, and I think motive too. People have you have to check your motive because again, I think a lot of people try to be that superhero and try to be everywhere. And, and I, I I can say that true for a point of a time in my life. You get you get caught up in this trying to fix everything for everybody to to bring some value, some worth, or to your own life and to to but for whatever reason. And I'm not saying that's across the board, but I do. I do feel that a number of people are places that they should not be. You're trying to to make some things right that you are not capable of making, when in most cases it would be more productive for you to, to, to get two or more people if that's what you so need to have and pray for those people. And like Rodney said, allow them to see you putting in that work, whether it's physically putting in, or, or more so, seeing your life change, seeing you change. I mean, that is, to see that, to see yourself change before your very life, not eyes, but just before your very life, making decisions that you, once upon a time, would not think about making or for responding to certain things and situations in that manner. And, and Rodney, two things have come since come to mind since you've been talking. I pulled them up. Frederick Douglass's quote: um, I, "I have," he says, "I have found that to make a contented slave, it is necessary to make a thoughtless woman." And it reminds me of what I brought up earlier about people not thinking for themselves. That we're, we're, our minds are being controlled. And it goes on to say, "It is necessary to darken his moral and mental vision, and as far as possible." to alienate the power of reason. He must be able to detect no inconsistencies in slavery. He must be made to feel that slavery is right and he can be brought to that only when he ceases to be a man. And you, you think when you are no longer thinking about your or making your own decisions from your personal thought process, from that process of knowing who you are, from that simple foundation, and you really are slaves. To who? Who knows? Because it depends on the day, the people, the place, or the things that you're involved in. But whatever they are, they change. They alter who you are. They alter your very being, whether it be a circumstances, a man or a woman. They absolutely change. They have control over you, the control over you that will change your day in an, in an instant. 
which brings me to the sermon. It's 9.37, so we have time. The sermons we see, my favorite, absolute favorite poem by Edgar Guest. And I'm going to read that really quick because I think it's powerful for what you just said, Rodney. And it goes, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one show, I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell me the way. The eyes are a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all preachers are the men who live their creed. For to see good put in action is what everybody needs. I soon can learn to do it if you will let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lecture you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you and the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. And that is so true, so true, so true. Same goes for our kids. Our kids need to see how can our kids become whole and become happy, peaceful people who are grounded and who are searching for their purpose, searching for it with a passion, yet we're feeding them the same world that we've become adapted to. We're teaching them to, to, to seek after things to want every new thing that comes out and expect it with or without a job. I have young people that have more technology than I'll probably ever have my whole lifetime. I mean, they, they had $2,500 computer in fifth grade. So what comes after that? Like, how do you top that? How do you top that? So even parents, you are allowing your children to just follow suit. You are making decisions that you should be saying, like you said, Rodney, with your mom saying, I don't care what's going on out there. I don't care what they have, what they're doing in here. This is what we are doing. This is what we're not doing. This is what we're buying, and this is what we're not buying. Because what this sixth, seventh grader needs, every piece of iPod, iPad, tablet, computer, for what? And no job. $100 sneakers, $100 jeans, <laughs> and no job. No chores, not even chores around the house. So we're teaching people to be to think that they are entitled, privileged. And when you get into the world and you realize, hey, this is a dog-eat-dog world. This is a self-satisfying, egotistic world with the lowest self-esteem ever. How do you beat that? How do you compete with that? How do you thrive in that? I had a young girl tell me today, that's exactly why I don't want to grow up, Miss Tammy, because you have to work. Well, what are you going to do, baby, is my answer, because growing up is mandatory. You either grow up or you die. Which which one do you choose now? But to already have that thought process, I don't want to work, but got everything in the world, everything she ever wants, she gets. So, and, and then have to pick up a finger around the house and will say, I don't do chores. 
I'm thinking, let me borrow her. Free. No charge to you. That's crazy to me. So where do you go from there? We just have to be better with being first, like Rodney said, what foundation? What what are you what are you building from? Because if it's from the world, take a look. What you say fifty cent amongst many others just file bankruptcy. How many have we had of those who, like you said, has tons and tons and tons of money? And the world shows us, and celebrities for sure show us that you can gain, you can be the richest person in the world and still be the most miserable person in the world, still searching for approval, searching for someone to validate you, to stamp you approved. And that's a miserable place to be. It's got to be tiresome to lay down every night and, like Trent said, have to deal with that darkness. Have to lie to yourself night after night, day after day. Terry, I'm going to read these quotes, and I'm also going to post them on uh, the uh, the event page on Facebook. So for those of you listening, you will be able to find them there. Uh, the first one is from Rita Mae Brown. It says, and Tammy, you can stop me whenever you whenever you like. But I'm going to read five of them. I'm going to read five quotes. Okay. The first one is from Rita Mae Brown. And it says, I think the reward of conformity is that everyone likes you except yourself. The second one says, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. That's my Mahatma Gandhi. The next one says, whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. And that's Mark Twain. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And the last one comes from Bernard M. Baruch, and you probably have heard this one. It says, be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. Wow. And you're going to post those for us, Friday? I am, I am going to post those. Okay. Well, I guess what we'll do is um, I just want to end. And, and, and you guys, I, I'm at a place where a place of peace, not, not perfection. I want to make sure. And not every day is, is perfect, but finding that inner balance. And 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 Rodney, the first one, I think it was the first one or the second one about everybody. Everybody likes you, but you. You have to fall in love with yourself. You have to be so in love with yourself till until. You, and I'm not talking about the conceited kind. I'm talking about that self love that comes with humility. That 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 you thank God for every piece and part of your life. The word says that even the 
son, Jesus, learned through his struggles. So if, if not, if, if he did, why not us? Allow everything, every situation that you allow in your life, every person, again, that you give permission to be in your space, Get that, that you give permission to be in your space, whether it's a thing, a circumstance, a situation, or a person. Allow that to move you to a different level, to be part of your growing process. Like Rodney said, don't be number 10 and become broke, and don't feel bad because you don't want to be around nine broke people who don't have a plan. Who are not talking about, hey, we are broke, y'all. What are we going to do? Let's get together and make some things happen here. Not because they need to be validated by, uh, by the money, but because they don't want to be broke and they want to be self-sufficient. Start looking and knowing that your thoughts and actions are expressions of what's in you, not what's outside, not what's going on, what's happening to you, not what someone else is doing to you. Because it's really all about how you are responding, how you're perceiving, receiving, and responding to those things, not those things. And you have to know who you are. Get off the roller coaster, choose what side of the fence you're going to be on, however you want to say that. Center yourself within yourself. Do you. Find out who you are. Stop looking and comparing Stop trying to be someone else. Stop trying to pick up someone's cross every day and following him with somebody else's stuff. You cannot live inside out and do that. You've got to get to a place of harmony with yourself. You've got to love what God created, and you've got to fall in love with what he is creating. So much so till you see that vision running wild and, and processing and maturing daily. You've got to be the driver of your life. You've got to be. You cannot let mama, sister, friends, the job drive you. You cannot learn to adapt to every new thing, every new story. Get in where you fit in and, and, and decide where that is and be willing to stand your ground. Because like the quote says, I think it's right, Rodney, right is right. If nobody's doing it and wrong is wrong, if everybody's doing it. And Rodney and I were talking a few days ago and, and we were talking about how it seems wrong to do the right thing these days. If you're trying to change your life and you are changing People say you have lost your mind. I've not met one person who's going through that true transformation process who's dying to self, who's dying to the flesh, where somebody's not saying that they're crazy. Don't 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 let that matter, because like Rodney said, for those that matter too, they don't matter. They don't mind because they don't matter however he said it, you heard it. But they don't matter. Because if you don't like you, if your foundation is not built on the right ground, and if you really sit back and take a look at the people you are trying to follow and compete with, you will really realize that something is not right. 
that they're trying to do the same thing that you're doing. So we're all following this thick cycle. So work to achieve your own inner state of consciousness, whatever that is for you, whatever, and live in harmony with yourself, a balanced life, and deal with people with honesty, integrity, morals, values, ethics, but again, no, it starts with you. It's in you. It starts with you. Everything, where you are, is you have to take responsibility for where you are. Own up to it. And then be willing to accept those things that are just you, to accept you as you are, but also mature enough and grown up enough to know what things need to change. How do you need to renew your mind? How, what thoughts you need to take captive of? Captive of. So dig deep. That's simply what it's about. Digging deep enough and coming out ready to fight for your future, for peace. Not for things, for money. If you simply find peace with yourself and you continue to seek ye first the kingdom of God, again, whatever you so choose for your for your belief. Just live what you believe. Just be true to what you say you believe and know the foundation of that. So that you won't be all over the place. You know, people talk about Will Smith, but it's it's one thing that I really, really, really admired about something he said, that they have they, they have set rules and set standards to where, and one of them was, was for instance, um, about their children. I guess if, if, if something's going on with their kids, it doesn't matter what else, what's going on, and people look at them, you know, with a side eye. Again, not my story. don't have anything to do with that. But they have set rules and standards to where they just know some things that they're not going to do regardless. Of, of who it's for, who, who money, whatever that situation is. But that just says to me, they they just okay with who they are. And they've got some ground rules, and this is the way it's going to be, and this is where the kid's going to be, and that's it. But guess what? Circumstances and situations are not moving them or not changing them. Have some boundaries. Set some boundaries. And be unapologetically you. So love yourself enough to know what things are keeping you back, holding you back, keeping you in bondage, what has been engraved on your heart that you need to get rid of, that you need to take ownership of, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the bondage, the generational sins and curses, all those things. And if you're not reading your word daily, I'm going to say daily. If you are not in your word, I don't care if it's just a proverb a day, then you need to. You should. And I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And his word will, will produce that Holy Spirit will produce that change in you. You will start to receive revelation. And things about you, about your life, 
not somebody else's. So so let let's get on board, people. Let's let's learn to be peaceful, happy, gosh, thriving, harmonious people who are connected, who have become that one, who have eliminated the middleman and become one with our creator. So that we're not battling. The flesh is not consistently battling with the Holy Spirit. Just give the Holy Spirit a break because believe me, the Holy Spirit can guide and lead us and it will be the it will if you allow it, it will change your heart. It will allow you and help you renew your mind. And you will begin to see life differently. Your purpose will will just open up before your eyes and you will become passionate about finding it, following through with it, making it happen, the money won't matter because the peace will be there. And they say if you work and do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's what should be happening. We should be peaceful people, not have millions of dollars and still chasing approval and, and stuff and things. So let's commit to do that. Let's let's commit to do that. And we're back on. Butterfly Evolution, Rodney and I are, are here, and I, I'm just I, I'm praying that this radio show gets back to its basics and we start. If it's just one person a year, I'm okay with that because to change one person who's been change help change another person who's someone else's sermon. That's how you have to start looking at these numbers. Well, I mean, I don't have hundreds of callers, but we'll stay here all night if you have to. And for those of you who stay out there and listen with us, guess what? You're saying that I am about more than negativity. I'm, I'm about more than the sidekicks and the side tricks. I'm, I'm, I'm about more than that. I want to feed my soul. I want to feed my spirit. I want to know who my inner man is and what's in my inner world. I want to know what I'm creating out there. So, you guys, let's 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 just live a powerful life instead of a powerless life. We serve a mighty God who 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 provides and has promised us so many things that we look over in that word. We have those same scriptures, but there's so much more greatness that gives you so much more power, that gives you so much more freedom in Him that we're missing. Because we don't want to die to that selfish flesh, to that egotistic self, gosh, inflicting world, I guess, I would say. So join us. Tell somebody about this show. Share with us what topics you'd like for us to talk about. You can send them privately. Send them to Rodney or send them to me. If you listen to the show and you're not friends with Rodney, check out his page, like Rodney Jordan, the activist. Rodney's doing some great things, books, educational summit coming up. If you can go from Memphis, I'd like to take a bus. If you know somebody else that would like to go, tell them, let's go and support the things that society is not supporting. We have to create our own world here. So let's do that. So if you listen and you're not friends with Rodney Jordan, send him a message. You can find him on the event page that we put out there. Um, if you want to make a donation to the Educational Summit, no donation too small. It could be $5. It could be donating a vendor, the money for a vendor table, whatever. Just just bless, bless it. Do something. Children are dying. 
because our, the parents have already seemingly spiritually died and are not giving them much of anything to work with. Neither is society. So do that. Do do what you can. Do what you can. So Rodney, I'm turning it back over to you. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> this has been a very enlightening show, and I'm going to be honest, I was very, very excited um, to get back on the air tonight just because there's so much going on in our society. So many people are, are sick, and not physically sick, but just mentally and spiritually sick. People are, we die every day anyway, but people are dying and don't even know that they're dying. People are lost and don't even know that they're lost. And the Bible tells us that if the truth be hid, it is hid from those who are lost. So I'm going to leave you all with this. You don't have to live in darkness. You can always turn on the light. Don't worry about how others are living. You do what's right. Because the only people who matter are the ones underneath your sheet at night. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. We hope that you all have a great night, a blessed week. And we'll see you back here next Monday. Until then, take care, good people. Good night, everybody.
Ship has gone and sailed away 